No my hero, my fano, and welcome to the Faku Podcast, and where we invite guests like our beautiful heart human right next to us today to just share about their um, access to um, equities within the context of Aotearoa. Um, we invite guests to share their lived experience and efforts to identify common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts, uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey, what's up? So our question for season one is, what does equity and support look like for various communities coexisting within one society? And before we start, I, we just want to say we are so thankful mm-hmm. for this this human to be present with us. It's been, it's been a long road, but we are like to this <laughs> this day. I am particularly thankful. So um, before you introduce yourself um, and say um, we'll finish the sentence, I am, and your pronouns, uh, feel free to be to introduce to the rest of the world who you are. Kia ora, my name is Mayo Robarton. Um, I live in Cambridge. My whanau come from uh, Ngāti Parau in Tokomaru Bay. and That's on my grandmother's side. And on my grandfather's side, I'm from a place in the Bay of Islands called Whangaruru, which is uh, near Oakara Bay, uh, two beautiful places in uh, the North Island. And on my father's side, I'm from... Um, Mid Canterbury. Oh snap! I'm wait. So where's Fangaruru again? Sorry, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Fangaruru is about an hour north of Fangarei on the east coast. Okay, wow. I need to go and meet. I'm, I need to. I like what? What is good there? Is there fish or like what is happening? Beaches? What's yeah, there's, happening? Heap, there's heaps of kinners and crayfish. <sighs> yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, yep, new, we're, new on. we're on. Okay, okay, okay. And then, <laughs> so, um, what? Tell us, tell us your pronouns. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, just, oh. so I guess, um, if if you like, if you don't know your pronouns, I guess it's no. just a he, he, him, or like, how do you identify yourself? Um, and and it's just a he, him, or if you don't want to be pronounced by gender boundaries, it could be mm. just like they, them. Or it's basically a personal journey. If you've never you've never had that conversation, no. yeah, that's good. And like, so how how do you feel comfortable like telling people, or do you feel comfortable telling people your pronouns, or have you never considered that at all? I've never thought about it to be honest. Mm. Um, I I'm a male. Um, yeah, nice male straight. That's and, it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a so, yeah, so commonly that would so pronouns are like gendered words that we use to identify people or when oh, okay. we talk about people it's like joseph he did this or yep. kelsey they did that or my old or he did that yep. yeah mm. or like i use non-gender specific pronouns most of the time um, oh, yeah. and i'm failing Can you give me an it? example so kelsey went and did this and then they did that and then maybe they went and did this but people also use she for me because the society perceives me to be female yeah and I don't really give a shit enough to correct everybody all the time. Oh, so. okay. Because it's not, it's not their journey, right? No, nah, and, like, yeah. their perception of me as theirs mm. actually has nothing to do with me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess I identify as well to use it. Is that, mm-hmm. is that one? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause can, it, it can be whatever you want it to be. That's it. And that's the secret source. It's whatever you identify as. So if, if you've never jumped into the deep end with pronouns, it's not, like, to me, I'm like, You've never had to do it, so it's like it's mm. an educational conversation. It's not not so much an education. I feel like if you put it in education, it's like oh, we know and you don't. But if mm. it's about a conversation about oh, what are your thoughts around it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that makes it well. Right now, I feel like you're so open to even having the conversation, which is cool. Mm. Yeah, 
So yeah. the the gendered words that you use to describe yourself. Okay. Or mm. non-gendered words in my case. So mm. should we ask that question again? Or is it too late? No, yeah, it's all we good. Can. We can. All right, but or we can just leave all that in. Yeah. That's and a beautiful that moment be... for people. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> I'm Maoro, I'm a male, uh, straight, um, and I'm a wheelchair user. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Done. Slick. Slick. Okay. <laughs> and then tell us um, about the different communities and communities that you've attached yourself or were once in and not currently in. It's, so time's not an effect in this. So any communities or communities that or community that you have been a part of or have helped you in your journey? I, I guess um, being Māori, I'm, I'm part of the Māori community. Um, also being... Uh, where she is, I'm part of the dis- disability community or disabled community. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk a little bit about um, both both of those communities for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, so being a part of the Maori community, um, what what does support look like for you specifically in in, in those in, in the community? Oh, my whanau are huge supporters of me. Um, yeah, whanau means everything to me. Yeah. I'm always doing things with my whānau. Mm. I still live with my whānau. Yes. What, what 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 do you reckon the ingredient is for your whānau that, that makes them so bomb for you? Food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Honestly, though. Yeah. Right, yeah you, need to, you need to drop your top five dishes, like what, Ugh. or your top five meals from your whānau. I'll, I will, mate, I'll just choose one. Yeah, yeah. And, and that will cover everything. Oh. Okay. It's mum's cooking. <laughs> love that made with love obviously it's, 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 it's of course yeah oh, I, i'm just thinking of like good home home cooking now mm. i'm just like oh obviously the roast is kind of like the yeah. top of the range but then yeah. in my head i'm like mm, there's some dishes i remember going in and like i smelled such a massive amount of like goodness and then i opened the pot and it was trotters Ooh. and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah i'm gonna try it though <laughs> yeah my mum made it, you gotta eat it. Yeah. So, my mum is known f- to make a kumara bake. So, it's not like a potato bake, it's a kumara bake. Nah, but that's it's gonna be next level up. I've never, heard, I've never tasted a kumara bake in my life. Kumara. Kumara. Yeah, kumara bake. <sighs> it, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't like kumara. Um, and so I don't eat it, but it's one of the first things to go at Christmas time. Mmm. What's your like family like staple? So kumara bake. What's yours? I think for me, my mum makes a good coconut fish. Is that like the one thing that everyone goes for when you have family meals? Oh uh, no, I think now nah, it's hungry. So for us, it's like um or or um lovo. Like mm. that's that's just um, um, but it's I mean hungry food is hungry food. Like oh. My but what family, about yours? It's my grandma's um, apple crumble. Oh, yeah. So good. And my cousin had a birthday not long ago, and Jean made two big ones, and my cousin hid one from everyone so she could take it on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good not even it. ashamed to say that I'd try that. Like, I'd, I'd it is so good. On what's my family. It, what's that? Oh, I tried doing that? Yeah. 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 Just hiding one. I was like, Tyler, you can't do that. She's like, yes, I can. <laughs> She did. She took the whole thing out. Survival of the fittest. She she was she the fittest that day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then so tell us more about how your family like like what are actually the the things that your family do physically that or like just and like tangibly that that help you just be the best person that you could be. 
Oh, I, I just think showing their love and aroha um, to everyone and we're very accommodating, uh, especially my parents. They, we've always had people staying with us and stuff like that. And Yeah. We, and I, I come from a big family, so I've got three older brothers, an older sister and a younger brother. And I've lost count of how many nieces and nephews. So, um, yeah, it's big around Christmas time. And mm. yeah. Wow. And how often do you guys meet, like all together? We try to meet as often as possible, uh, whether it be birthdays, um, Christmas, mm. um, yeah, just special occasions, um, milestones, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then, like, passing of Fano and stuff we always get together and help out and yeah i think that's that's actually one of those things where a tangi there's so many levels to to a tangi mm. eh? like this like, i love oh, it like because yeah, it's a because it's a, a sad uh even though it's a sad occasion it brings everyone together mm. yeah and, and it's literally you get the download on everyone and you actually get to connect on a like real heart level with a lot of your whanau. So to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. as much as like, I guess it's the catch 22 to a tangi. Like mm. you're so happy to see everybody, but you're here for really like. Yeah. And like going to, to Marae, you can mm. just be yourself. You don't need to worry about anything else pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and that's your your your, your whakaro or just your family's whakaro for. Well, I, I, I just feel when I'm at my marae, I'm relaxed. I'm just, yeah. <sighs> so um, in terms of the Waikato, how, like how, how, how has your family come to the Waikato? Uh, so I was born at Waikato Hospital, so mm. I've always lived in the Waikato. Oh, yeah. All my life, yeah. Kia And then, so mum and dad had migrated as well here, or were they always here? Yeah, no, they, they migrated here. So mm. they, they met down in South Island and, um, yeah, moved up here and, yeah. That's a cute love story. I'm like, oh, that's low key cute. <laughs> Man. And big families, because you're mm. from a big family as well, right? Yeah. How's that for, for like, do you, do you reckon this? Because to me, every single time I would come to New Zealand, I'd all, like, well, when I first came to New Zealand, I'd always want to go to the big families because there was always something going mm. on. Like, when I say there's always something going on, you've got your different age levels in the house doing different things, and somehow the kids cry, like, <laughs> and you know something's gone wrong. But, like, for you, what was the dynamics like growing up in a big family? I, I guess we have the... Um people in our whanau who like go outside and like to drink and smoke mm. but then those that like to stay inside and just chat um chat around the tv or just in the lounge or mm. yeah those that like to play games um yeah i i like to see myself moving around although i don't smoke or drink um yeah i i, I pretty much get on with everyone yeah. yeah nice and do you like do you like having all your whanau around yeah, well, yeah. So, I, around Christmas time, we usually have about twenty or so people here mm. um, at our, at our house, and we have the traditional Barton breakfast that Mum gets wow. up at around about three. Oh, she starts preparing the night before, so Boxing uh, Christmas Eve, mm. and then she'll get up at uh, about three o'clock and start cooking uh, our breakfast, which is like a couple of roasts and what? seafood and salads and vegetables and all that. Is ready at around eight thirty nine o'clock, and if you're late, you you know that you're late because because she's pissed off, and um <laughs> yeah everyone will give um give you shit because yeah you're mm. late and she's you're pissed off mum, 
Yeah. But which is fair enough because mum gets up really early um, to cook the meal. Mm. Yeah. And man, mum. <laughs> I feel like we we need to introduce us to your mom because I feel like she really just be the yeah. MVP right now. <laughs> yeah, no, she's I'm awesome. Like, how do I get an invite to that breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> you got to find someone Explicit. to marry. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could just for food. <laughs> no other benefits, just food. Oh, that's, okay. no, that's uh, that's not good enough. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, so how do you like remain? Because I feel like for me, like having a big family, you kind of start to think that, like, how do you remain yourself in a big family? And how do you center self in a bit, like, amongst all of this community? I guess, I guess my family helped me be myself. Mm, oh, love mm. that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Carry on. Yeah. They just, I don't know. They always teach me certain things, um, new things. Even like my nieces and nephews, they always teach me stuff. So, yeah, about myself, about my life, um, what to worry about, what not to worry about, and also just navigating through life, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And do you, so are you, would you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert in, in that aspect? Like, do you like spending time with a lot of people or would you rather, like, you'd be so happy just to just be by yourself? It depends on how much sleep I've had. Oh, well, true that, actually. Yeah. Speak on yeah. that, speak on that. Yeah. No, I, I love being around people. I'm very social. But sometimes I like my my own personal time. Mm. Yeah, just chill in my room. God. I, I literally used to distract myself just filling people in my life so that I wouldn't have to think. Mm. And then when they, when when as soon as as soon as when everyone was gone and it's my myself, I'm like this. Oh my lord. Music. <laughs> yeah. And then when I started to realize actually my thoughts are actually good thoughts. Yeah. Like I I think you get to I went I went through the research process of 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 relating the opposite way. Instead of asking myself, I kept on asking everyone else. So I guess that's why I was asking mm. you in in terms of community, like how do you find self in community because sometimes I always feel like f- well, for me anyways, I started to adopt a lot of people's behaviours and, and characteristics to a point where I was like, I don't know if that's me or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and it, it is a part of me, but at the same time, I'm like, ooh, some of the, the like some of the problematic behaviours, I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not me. But that's that's because like you have to you have to see that in within community. But being if, if you're not exposed to it, I guess you don't know left or right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess... I guess- um, in certain certain times of my life when things are going hard and stuff like that, I don't like to be by myself because um, my thoughts get bad. Mm. But in those times, I just surround myself with people, positive people. But then other times when my life is good and I'm just chill, I just chill by myself. Yes. And I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. And what does what does mental health look like for you anyway? So like you you, you touched a little bit on, on that in terms of surrounding yourself with good people, but for you, what does mental health look like, and what does mental wealth actually look like for you? Um, to be honest, over over the last few years, I've um, struggled. Mm. Um, just some of the things I just I, I guess I'm I've what's the word faced with relationships, with um, employment, all that kind of stuff. Um, put me in some dark areas. Mm. Um, 
And, but yeah, now that I've got a purpose, I, um, I'm in a good space. Mm. Beautiful. What did that, like, what did that journey look like for you? And who was there with you on that? Because you say you've, you've now found a purpose, but like, what did that look like going from those dark spaces into finding that purpose? My whānau. Um, Huge. Yeah. So my whānau were, they're supporting me a lot. Mm. Um, Just always surrounding me and giving me activities to do, um, like whether it be chores or whatever. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, but also I've I've found over the last few years, because I come from a a sporting background, so Mm. um, I, I would used to do training in the gym for my sport. But over the last few years or so, I've been doing training to get endorphins. Mm. Yeah. Mm. To make me feel good, mm. but also look good. Yeah. Well, try to get the guns. Guns out. Guns out. <laughs> yeah. um, They're definitely out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess that's how I mm. have tried to work through that kind of stuff. But... The last year and a half or so is probably just talking about it with people. Yeah. Yeah, being open. Oh, yes. Come mm. on, come through. Kōrero time is so important. Like. Yeah. And I've had a, um, a a really good friend who who I've got close to that I could share that kind of stuff with. Mm. And she shared that stuff with me. Um, and it just makes it easier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Easier to deal with. Mm. Yeah. And was was the, the like how did that friendship up, like appear? Because I mean, like, I feel like it takes a while. Because for me, especially when when you're trying to talk about the heart stuff, like, and especially because you're trying to not be judged while you're you're, you're mm. spilling your truth. Yeah, I feel like some or well, for me, some of my my brothers we had to wait until we were wasted or something like that. And I'm like, oh guys, we can do this with or without the alcohol. Yeah, you know. But like for you, what was your journey in finding one of your many supports? So this person, I, I won't say her name, yeah. but we met on Tinder mm-hmm. um, and she, we were chatting and she straight up told me that she didn't want anything more than friendship. And I was like, yeah, sweet ass. I, I've got no expectations of Tinder. So yeah, and I've found an amazing friend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, and she's, that. she's helped me a lot through a lot of things. Yeah. Relationship breakups and um, yeah, just navigating life. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I know. I love that I'm story. Like, like, I'm, so I'm so used to hearing <laughs> shitty stories about Tinder. I'm yeah. like, I love that story. Like, you can actually genuinely find a good friend. Yeah. You're the first, like I, I don't know maybe I'm just hanging around all these like bad Tinder stories but I'm like I feel like you're one of the first. Like, well, that that story specifically was. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I want to hear more of that, how Tinder's actually win, like winning rather than mm-hmm. failing people. Yeah, no, she's an angel. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. Well, shout out to whoever you are. Like, really, you, you bringing some... That smile is real. Like, <laughs> yeah. That smile is real. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. And then, wait, so you talked about your sporting background. Do you want to just touch base a little bit about what, what, like, what, what that looked like? Yeah, so um, I'll take it back to when I was at school. So when I was at, actually, let's go right back. Go there. Okay. All right. Strap in. So (laughs) here we go. So when I was born, um, 
my parents were told that I was not going to live to see the end of the day, mm. uh, end of the end of the week, but I'm still here today. So I um, so I was born with spina bifida, which basically means that my spinal cord was not formed properly, resulting in me being paralyzed in my legs. Mm. Um, and my family's home life did not change around me. So about a year before I was born, my parents bought a three-storied house. And when they found out that I was going to be born with a spina bifida, they thought, nah, we're not going to change the way that we live. He's going to have to uh, learn to adapt to be able to live the way that we do. So that um, when I was growing up, I'd have to crawl around the house, um, climb up on uh on the dinner table to eat with my family, jump up on the toilet, um, jump in on the couch, mm. um, just like crawling around because I, I didn't take my wheelchair into the house. Um, but I think from that moment, that was a big learning curve for me. So it taught me to be able to think outside the square, work through challenges and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, so my family's home life didn't change that much. And, um yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Mm. Um, when I when I was at school, so I was really sick uh, in my earlier years. Well, when I was at primary school, so I was going in and out of hospital, and the times that I was going into hosp- uh, into school, uh, like that, I'd make it make it to school. I was like a a foreign person, like because I was the only wheelchair user there. So mm. um, you know what children are like. They're very curious and ask questions. Um, they'll touch. They'll say nasty things, um, laugh. So I got I got bullied a bit. Um, and, yeah, so it was pretty tough for me. Mm. But I made some really good friends, and um, my teacher's support was really good. Um so then at Intermediate, I had a teacher by the name of Miss Prue. Um, I'm going to drop her name. Yeah, yeah. So Shout Prue. out to Miss Prue. Yep, Miss Prue. She's actually Miss Brown now. Uh, Mrs. Yeah. Brown. Miss Brown. Um, Prue told, uh, told me in, the, in year seven or form one, it was back then, um, she goes to me, Mauro, I would like to, for you to stay in after school, please. And I was like, oh, shit, am I going to get in trouble for uh, not doing my uh, homework? Uh, what did you do? Yeah, well, what didn't I do? <laughs> yeah. So um, she she said to me, I, I noticed that you're doing, you're up to date with all your homework. You're just going, are you just going home, doing your homework and playing on the PlayStation, watching TV and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And she asked me if I wanted to get into any curric- uh, extracurricular activities. And I was like, yeah, I would love to. And coming from a big family of three older brothers, not a sister and a younger brother, they were all sporty in their own sports. And she asked me um, if I'd like to get involved with sport. Um, and I had no hesitation in saying yes. <laughs> Come on, it's in the blood. <laughs> yeah. So so she made a few phone calls and found out that the Waikato wheelchair rugby team trained on a Wednesday night. And... Um, so yeah, told told my mum, and after um, after she organised her her commitments, she took me to that training, and we um, uh, took took me to the trainings, and I I loved it. Have you ever seen wheelchair rugby being played? No. Oh. And I'm uh, can you please invite me to the next game you're going to? Okay, so wheelchair rugby is played on a basketball yeah. court. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a a um a volleyball. 
Um, and all you need to do to score is you got to get two of your wheels over the try line. You don't need to touch it down or anything like that mm. on the ground. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it because you can just smash into everyone and it's, it's kind of like roller derby, but, um, gridiron slash all that kind of stuff. And I loved it, but because I was only like 11 or 12 and I was playing with adults, they would like target me and smash me and I'd be like knocked out of my chair, just planking on the ground. And I was like, help me, help me. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but I can just imagine you. (laughs) He's just like literally reenacting it. If you could see this. (laughs) Carry on. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I used to like playing on the wing and and Jonah Lomu was big at that time. And every time I got the ball, I'd be like, Jonah, Jonah. Oh, oh. You you know, like Keith Quinn at the Rugby World Cup. Um, But uh, yeah, after after a year year of playing for Waikato, I got told that because um, I had goals of representing New Zealand mm. um, in a sport and I made that known to my my teammates that I wanted to represent New Zealand and they, uh, one of my teammates said, oh, you know, you can't play um, for New Zealand in wheelchair rugby, eh? And I was like, what? Why not? Am I, um, am I not good enough? Am mm. I too young? Mm. And pretty much what he said to me was, you're not disabled enough. What? And I was like, what? How more disabled do I need to be? I'm in a wheelchair. I can't walk. But do you guys know the reason? No. Okay. So to play international wheelchair rugby, you have to be a quadriplegic. So quad meaning four. Mm -hmm. So you have an impairment in all four limbs. And that can be as little as you can't clinch your um, hands like this. So you can't pull your elbows up or put your hands up like this. Mm. Um, but whereas I'm a para, so para meaning two, I only have a, an impairment in my legs. So that's why I wasn't disabled enough. So I didn't dwell on that. I, I made some contacts through playing wheelchair rugby and found out that the Waikato wheelchair basketball team trained at the same time, just at a different venue. So it didn't take me too long oh, innovation. to... Innovation. Mm. Wait, how, how Wait, how did you have the balls and the guts to literally be like, you know what, I'm not going to take that. No, I'm going to look at different things. Like, what was that process like? Well, I, I had goals that I wanted to achieve. So, yeah, I, I needed to do something to change. And mm. so, um, so the next week I went to the um, Waikato Wheelchair Basketball team training and, um, and I loved it. Like, because I'm a big... Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal fan. Um, and I'm glad you said Shaquille O'Neal because that was my favorite. Like that's that Shaq tornado. Like honestly, he would I, spin people out. Do you know if I could see any b- basketball player play in any era, it'll be Shaq. He was so dominant at his prime and at the Magic's or yeah yeah, yeah okay good. yeah or, or sorry Kelsey or, or I'm just, no this idea is, what this is my about. boy world. This is this is where I, where I came up boy. Okay, high school memories. Yeah, Magic. For, for the Orlando Magic mm. or the Lakers? And that yeah, Orlando with, Magic. Yeah. Definitely the Orlando Magic. Because that's when he was literally like, well, for me anyways, he, I feel like when he went to the Lakers, he kind of, like he built, he, he, he learned how to work in a team, but I liked him as like just this one individual beast. Yeah. <laughs> and he was breaking boards everywhere. He was. Eh? Yeah, that's one of my favorite um, things, seeing him mm. break the boards. Yeah. So um, anyway, going back to my story. So... I started off playing wheelchair, 
Welsh basketball. And because I come from rugby and they didn't, I just went straight in there. I was using some of the rugby tactics and like smashing into the Welshies and stuff. And I, I nearly got my butt kicked from these adults because I was smashing into them. And basketball is meant to be a non-contact sport. But... <laughs> How? How is basketball? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it, when you're in a wheelchair, you're not supposed to smash into them. But mm. I was forcefully smashing into them, and, <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, and all these these older guys were thinking, "Oh, who's this young Maori guy coming in here and trying to um, smash us around and stuff?" So mm. I nearly got my butt kicked a few times. Um, but then I just explained to them that I don't know the rules. I've come from mm. rugby, mm. and so they took a back a step and then they explained things to me. And so after a year of playing for the Waikato team, I got named in the New Zealand under 20 wheelchair basketball team. Oh, yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes, go there. So that, so that was at age 13. Um, oh. So that was in the New Zealand under 20 team. Mm-mm. And I was in that team until I was 20. And in my final year, I, I was the vice captain of, uh, sorry, not vice captain, co-captain. That's the word of the New Zealand under twenty team, and we played in a tournament over in Australia, and we got to the final where we played USA, and some of these players who we played back back then, mm. we see them making multi million dollar deals and stuff these days, and we're like, yeah, I knocked that guy out of his chair and all uh, that kind of stuff. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so amazing to see that kind of stuff. But also when I was at high school, because I used to go to Hillcrest High, and um, I was part of the physical assistance centre. So Mm. that was for students with physical disabilities that went to the physical assistance centre for like, it was like a base where they had adaptive equipment to help students in in the classrooms. It also helped with, um, they had a accessible bathroom, toilet, um, kitchen, but I never used to spend any time in there unless mm, I wanted to, mm. unless I wanted to wag, and so um, that that was my hiding place. And anyway, so at the whole school assembly, uh, sorry, athletics day, um, the the all the students in the physical assistance centre or the PAC they called it had their own athletics tournament amongst themselves at the athletics school athletics day and i really enjoyed that so we would do like wheelchair races um some fun relays Mm. um some throwing events like shot put discus um bat and throws all that stuff um and i really enjoyed it so i said to the lady um, who organizing it that i that i enjoyed it and i'd like to do some outside of the outside of the out of school. Yeah. And so she made a few phone calls and found out that at the time there was the New Zealand Paralympic field athletics coach mm. who, who lives in Hamilton and she she connected us and we started training together and yeah, I, I represented Waikato and then also in two thousand oh I I can't remember what year it was. But I, my first international competition for athletics for shot put, discus, and javelin, I went over to the Australian Junior um, Junior Nationals, mm. and I bet, bet all their Australian under twenty records for shot put, discus, and javelin in my category. So yeah, it was pretty cool. 
You've achieved so much. And like, wait, how, how young are you now? Um, so at that time, I, I think I was like 17. All right. No, no, no. Hang on. Sorry. Yeah. Last I, year high school or second to last year high school? Actually, first year out of high school. Oh, yeah. So, so 18, 18, 18 19. 19. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> Jinx. Did you just repeat? Like, I'm like 18. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then from those those distances that I threw, mm. I qualified myself to be able to compete at the World Junior Champs. Um, and so the following year, I went over to Dublin and competed at the World Junior Disabled Track and Field Champs. And I did not too bad for a short little Māori boy from Cambridge, Aye. Oh, who lives in Cambridge. Mm. Um, I got two-fourths for discus and javelin and a second for shot put. But those records at the time for shot put, uh, for discus and javelin, at the time they were, in the senior rankings, they were 10th in the world. Mm. Um, so I was 10th in the world at that time. Uh, for those distances, and then for my shot put, I was fifth in the world. So, oh. yeah, I got a silver medal in those rankings. So, oh, that's yeah. probably the pinnacle of my sporting career. Sporting career, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And do you, do you reckon? Do you would you aspire to do anything else in your next up up and coming years? Uh, so since since then, I've I've done one world here bodybuilding competition, mm. and that was actually one of the most hardest things psychologically I'd I'd put myself through. So why is that? Um, well, coming from a sporting uh, background with basketball and stuff, um, the training was easy, but the diet was hard because you know mm. us Maoris, we love to eat our carbs and stuff like that. So um, yeah. <laughs> And because well, come on with mom's cooking, nah, yeah, like, no it way. was so hard, but also being being able to eat at certain times and certain mm. amounts and all that kind of stuff. But our kitchen is not, uh, our kitchen was not accessible for me to be able to cook my own food, mm. so I had to rely on other people. So my girlfriend at the time would um, cook for me, my sister, my mom. And stuff like that. So I was, my um, achievements in my bodybuilding competition were a team effort because they mm. were mm-hmm. um, yeah for sure they helped me a lot. See you humble out here because you because I feel like some people would would win and be like yeah I want that yeah well I I actually did win win the uh, worship bodybuilding competition mm. but I was also on the cover of uh, the fitness journal um I can't remember what they call it now um inspo. I think it's called Inspo okay. uh, magazine. And um, so they interviewed me about my journey to get into worship bodybuilding mm. and stuff like that. And I didn't want to do a follow-up interview and, and then publish that I came anything lower than first. So I trained my butt off so hard to be able to win, like dieting. And I was in the best physical shape of my life. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I was happy to win, and yeah, but it was a hard, yeah. Oh, and okay. I, I um, so I, because the whole dieting and eating and stuff was hard, I also got hangry a lot, and I was pretty <laughs> nasty. And because I was self focused on my mm. achievements and stuff like that, mm. I I felt as though I became an, I wasn't mild or I was like a nasty man. So uh, if I was to do it again, I would probably have to think very hard in it, yeah, mm. whether I did it or not. Hmm. 
throughout all your um, stories that you've shared, there seems to be like pivotal people that have supported you mm. in each of your ventures. Is there anything that they had in common or any ways that they supported you that were a common thread for you? I guess belief in me. Yeah. <gasps> but also also um, showing me that I have, that I can do it. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. sometimes people can see things in me that I can't myself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty common experience. Yeah, mm. and that feeling of so that's that's why for me, <clears throat> I genuinely like up anybody that like if, if I think it, I'm gonna say it. Especially when I, if it's a positive affirmation of somebody, if I think it, I'm gonna say it. Like mm. I will not hold back on compliments of you. Like I'm I'm a words of affirmation person. Yeah. But if I see that someone's put an effort to look good on on a special day or just in on any day, I'm like if you showed up for yourself today and you look hella fine. I don't care if you're a male or female, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like... It's a good way to be, but some people don't like that, do they? Yeah. They, they get all the weird vibes out of it. Because mm. uh, I'm the same. I like to compliment people, but I've backed off a little bit these days because just people think that I'm being creepy. Oh, what? Yeah. It's so awkward, especially when it's coming from such a good place. Yeah. Um. Anyway, going back to my, um, my achievements and stuff, I've actually been getting some... Um, psychology work done through work. So I've been seeing a, a psychologist just to help me um, overcome some things that I've been um, experiencing while in my mm. new job. And um, we got pretty deep the other day and we found out why I am so competitive and I like to be um, competitive, also don't like to be late for things. I'm always on time mm. doing things. And, yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm. But I think it's because those early days of my life, when my when my parents got told that I um, I was not going to see the end, of the end of the week, when I get to my birthday, I think of them, and it's a big, like a big... Hard, you. hard, hard. Like, like, what's the name of this? Um, fuck you. Yeah, a fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> well, you come podcast. on. They yeah. literally, they, well, cut, like, like, I think that's why I'm, I appreciate so much these people that have been believing in you so much to put mm. you in and, and, and to push you up and to really uplift you because I'm like, come on, you were just born mm. and to. Doubted me already. Yeah. Our best intelligence were as in health had already doubted you, and you've you've surpassed them with every single year of just being yourself. Yeah, I, I guess they knew that I was going to be born with spina bifida, but mm. they didn't know that I was going to be born with determination. Hey. Oh, oh shit! Back it up, no, back <laughs> it up. I was one more time for the people in the back, please. They knew that I was going to be born with spina bifida, but they didn't know I was going to be born with determination. I'm just leaving this. Pretty amazing. Honestly, honestly. Because I think often, like, that also is reiterated in society in lots of different spaces and places. There's people see you for what you can physically do, but they don't often, well, you can't physically see what goes on in people's heads. Oh, yeah, Like, definitely. people see, like, I, I know that, like, when I first met you, I perceived you in a certain way, but then, like, over the years getting to know you, I'm like, actually, I was fucking bitch to think of you like that and now to see you and like know you more and more like i'd love you for you to elaborate on that <laughs> maybe maybe not on air but yeah. yeah like another time 
Yeah, yeah for that'd sure. be cool. Mm. It was like, it was social conditioning and also just like my lack of awareness mm. of people who were wheelchair bound um, and what they can like actually physically do. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I didn't expect that you could do a lot and now be seeing you through however long we've known each other. I th- I think the biggest barrier for me mm, is, is per- people's perceptions of me. Mm. Yeah. 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 And just trying to um, uh, change people's perceptions. They've uh, changed mine. Good. That's that's a big tick. Yeah. I, um, I, I do have a public figure page on Facebook mm. where I share what I do in my life and s- stuff like that. And so I try to not also support those who may be experiencing the same things that I go through or they may, um, yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's also cha- trying to change people's perceptions. Mm. Not not of just me, but just people with disabilities, wheelchair users, mm. um, people with spina bifida. Mm. Yeah. Because... Even the spina bifida community is very, very, it's a niche community. And yeah. like mm. the people that are alive, like yourself, honestly, you're, bake, you're, you're painting narratives that even the doctors are probably like, how, how is this happening? How are you still alive yes. with spina totally bifida alive. and living and doing your best life, traveling the world, being the best sportsman and being resilient in the, like, in the mental capacity mm. as well. I feel like your mental resilience is really shining for me. I'm like, whoa. I think it's shining brighter than a, a, a lot of people who are able. Yeah. It's it's not always this easy. Mm. It's easier to talk about it. Mm. Whereas though experience, experiencing it is a different story. Mm. Like it's a long process. Mm. But there's always light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do the inner work as well, which is the, like to me, I, I'm I'm really trying to do the inner work. And I think for me, um, the fact that you're willing to go to a psychiatrist or what was that? A psychologist, sorry. Psychologist, yeah. yeah. The fact that you're willing to even go there to just even get it, bounce off or like just refresh or release some of your um, of your mental um, conversations, That's that to me is powerful. Like mm. that to me is someone who is aware of themselves and, and wants, help, wants to help themselves outside of their own capacity to think. Yeah, I, I guess the last few years has been a big journey for me uh, with my personal development, mm. and that's been a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I guess it's all been around since my friend who I, who I spoke about earlier on Tinder um, came into my life. Mm. Yeah, you're a real MVP. Well, apart from number one, mum's MVP number one and MVP number two is just for just Tinder for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, talking about the um, the other community that you um, spoke of, um, can you just explain to me from your perspective? Are you like is it is it more f- like for me personally? I don't, I don't know if differently able is the best term to 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 well the best the PC um, word way to approach conversation or is it disabled? Because I feel like people are always mm-hmm. like like we've got two different com- um, conversations happening in this space where I'm like do because I've I've just started practicing. Oh, yeah. you're just differently like people are differently able to me, and it feels good to say it, but I'm like I I don't know that community and coming from that community, I should mm-hmm. probably ask what would you prefer. I'd prefer to be called Myro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I had a similar question mm. because oh, yeah. I called someone out for saying, Oh my gay friends. I'm like, no, they're your friends that are gay. 
because they're your friend people first. first. People yeah. first yeah. languages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love so, that. And then, like, some of my family has physical challenges as well, and I'm like, well, they're my mum first or my sister first mm. or before they are their physical ability. Yeah. But, yeah, I I personally say my friend who is wheelchair-bound or, like, if it even matters to the conversation. Mm. <laughs> to, to be honest, I hate the word wheelchair-bound, uh, the, the phrase wheelchair-bound. Okay. Because mm. bound to me is, like, you're bound to your wheelchair as in, like, you're tied up or you're, mm. you've got some wood and you're – Staple down and mm. all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, Good point. Yeah. I'm just a wheelchair user. Got yeah. It. Yeah. I just use my, like, as you see now, like, I'm not sitting in my wheelchair. I'm sitting on a, on a, what's this, like, a, a computer, chair. a chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not bound to my wheelchair. Got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for that nugget. I will yeah. change my language. Please. Good. And because honestly, like, if you ever see us, I'm um, just, I guess, not, 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 not uplifting your mana in that way, please mm. check us because we're. I'm so happy to be educated in that space. Sweet. Like, okay, I really, like, in my head, that's why, because I'm like, I love the fact that you're saying people first, because, like, can you just explain people first language for people who are not familiar with that terminology? Oh, I don't know how to articulate that. Oh, well, from your, ex- from, 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 like, I don't, I'm not expecting, like, the dictionary. Okay. Like, from just what, what do you think it is or what, 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 from your perspective? Okay. Um, I'm not my disability. Mm. Mm. That's right. So just really putting in. Well, like, I am not my wheelchair. Mm. Yeah, it's a simple. It's it's, it's actually that simple. Inside. Like I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. It's that simple. Yeah. It's yeah. It is. It's yeah. People overcomplicate. Sorry, mm. people overcomplicate shit, and it just isn't. <laughs> like yeah, I'm I, I'm a very a easy low back kind of guy, and just get straight to the point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Good. Thanks uh, for sharing and educating us. I, I mean, I really appreciate it. Mm. I've never thought of that before. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. So we obviously it's called the FAQ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So what are some topics that are hanging out over in the FAQ that you think need to be brought to the front and have their limelight? Um. Dating. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about dating? Yes, yes please. please. <laughs> Let's go there. I, I love dating. Yeah. Um, I love going out, meeting people. But as I said before, so um, one of the biggest barriers uh, for me is changing perce- people's perceptions of me. Mm. So people think that because I'm in a wheelchair, um, I can't be intimate. Mm. I'm asexual. Mm. Um, that's not that's not right at all. I'm I'm very sexual. <laughs> 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 Go there. Mum, close your ears. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I, I love dating, meeting people. Mm. I, I I drive, so we can always get good car parks yeah. um, when we go on dates. <laughs> perks. Yeah. What else? Lay down the perks. Lay down yeah. the perks. Come on. Now. This Come is on. your... Um, this is your New Tinder profile. Yeah, your new bio. You got oh, 30 wait, seconds. Wait, wait. Shall I just get my Tinder profile? Yes, please. Yes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. This so is a, This is the first on the podcast. So come through. Come through. <laughs> I'll do mine after. <laughs> okay. Just Teach kidding. Kelsey some lessons, okay? Yeah, help me. So so you guys know how Tinder works. So if, if you don't like somebody, you swipe left. Mm. And if you like somebody, you swipe right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so this is my Tinder profile. Swipe 
left if you like long walks on the beach, like tall men, like doing it standing up, if your dream proposal is for a man to get down on one knee, or if you want a man who will run around after you. Swipe right if you want a man who will never walk away from you. <laughs> Keep, keeps the toilet seat down because he sits to pee too. <laughs> and gets good, par- good car parks to take you on date nights. You never know. We may find something wheelchair-ish for life. Oh, that's so good. Swipe right. No, swipe right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that took me a lot of time to um, articulate, and mm. I'm always changing it and, and mm. stuff if, if I come across some, just some good one-liners and, yeah, keep it fresh. I'm just loving the I just the like lift. the, like, we'll never the walk lift, away from yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> the lift list is, like, all of those things were fake anyways. Like, yeah. you know, like those were things that were, like, materialistically, like, hmm. This is really what love is. Like, yeah. this is what connection is for you. Yeah. Like, your lift list was good. <laughs> I feel like your lift list could could potentially be on the fuck you list as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. All right. And then wait. So, what what is exciting and great about dating for you specifically that you like diving into and you like pursuing? I love changing people's perceptions mm. of me, um, people in wheelchairs. Um, also. Getting to know people, mm. yeah. Although I did a, um, I did the five love, love languages Ooh, test. Okay, oh. and then what? What are yours? My top two were equally the same, um, same percentage, and they were quality time and physical touch. Oh, that's quality time, too. yo, that's me. I'm I'm on quality time level, but um, oh, what, what's your ones? Same. Oh, not just <laughs> sorry, you're that, not my flavor. That, oh, okay, sorry. That that breakfast is looking good. No, just joking. Um, no, so my one's um words of affirmation. So that I guess that's an obvious for me, yeah. and um quality time. So, mm. um, my partner's on the different. Um, so we both have quality time together. So yeah. we literally can be in the same house, not be in the same room, and I'm feel I'm getting filled. Oh, sure. So it doesn't like we just have to be in the same in the same um um what's it like Vicinity? yeah. And everything else is just kind of like, I'm like, as long as I know my man's is around, I'm like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. And he literally is in his office doing his mahi and doing his research stuff most of the day. And like, I'm still feeling like, oh, yep, cool. Especially when I'm working from home. I'm like, yes, I'm feeling, I'm feeling filled for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is how important, well, what did that teach you about yourself? Like, or, or did you agree with it? Or are you having conversations with the love languages? Do you know, before my my ex mm. I would have been completely different I would have been mm. um, receiving words of affirmation and probably gifts mm. but after being with her and experiencing how good it is to have quality time and touch then that's why I enjoy it mm. yeah and you gifted as well honestly you <laughs> Me and Kelsey are literally like on the same walk of quality time. We literally mm. don't, especially when we've like had just like a long day. We're just like, mm. I remember we went on a work trip and we were so, like, we took turns <laughs> sleeping in the car and we felt, felt so good. Yeah, it was amazing. No talking. There was no talking. Like, it was just like, yep. But like, you have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not working for me. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't a good sleep if he's not beside you. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just not gonna go there because that's not my story to tell alone. So, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just. Um, so let's just say that 
Yeah, I can't actually say it. It's not my story to tell. It was just too funny, though. Pie here is all oh. I have to say. <laughs> Look there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, no. Not, it's on not my story to tell. Okay. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> we'll tell you after. Okay. No, you're straight, okay? You're not curious. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Got me. Y'all would really uh, y'all. Oh, you, ooh, maybe you are curious. No. Nah. Okay. Um, okay, so wait. So if you, like, let's say there is a beautiful person listening, um, what would you like to say to them? Just like a, a few words, if, they, if, they, if they've got a beautiful heart and they've got a beautiful mind to, to be open to a different perception or perspective on life, what would you say to them? And also drop your number so they can call you. <laughs> we'll drop your social. We'll drop your socials. We don't want randoms calling you. Yeah. <laughs> if they follow me on Facebook, they'll probably get my number anyway. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I don't know, just reach out and let's have a chat. Mm. See how things go. Yeah. See, I like it. I like that you you, you go old school with it because I feel like just mm. a conversation can do a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just connecting with the right people at the right time, right space, boom. Mm. Yep. Thanks for coming through. I really appreciate it. It's good. Yeah. Like, a lot. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm so thankful that you taught. Mm. Well, you're you're teaching us, and you're continuously to, like yeah. educating not only us but the community as well. Mm. So hopefully, you feel the support in return. And if you don't, call us out for it. Like mm. seriously. Okay. Yeah. 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 If right. people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Like, what's your socials? Um. So just on Facebook, I've got a public figure page, just my little button, mm. and slide into my DMs and we'll message, and you might get into my private yes! um, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll link um, we'll link that down below too. Yeah, but also uh, my Instagram, Snapchat is just my order. Mm. Yeah, me. All cool. right, thank you. Fuck 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 you. Fuck